0: old joe is doing everything he can to turn the united states into mexico biden's poll numbers are crashing and i probably think the above statement has something to do with it and let's read an op-ed piece that really points out what we should be thinking of when the left says the word democracy this is gene and you're listening to dumbasses talking politics hey hey this is gene welcome back to dumbasses talking politics i hope you had a great Halloween. I did. And I'll tell you why. I didn't have to wear the mask. Remember? Josie got dressed up in her outfit. She looked phenomenal. But every time I put that bloody mask mask on. And we went to two parties. We went to a party Saturday night. And we went to a party on Sunday night. I put on the mask. I scared the crap out of the kids. Now, I've got a couple of pictures I'm going to put on the website so you can take a look at them. I looked phenomenal. I look scary. I look creepy as all sin. But there is a picture of a little kid. This kid may have, must have been 6, 7 years old. She, no, she must have been five, four, five years old. Her parents made her up into Pennywise from the movie It. And she was, without a doubt, the creepiest looking picture. And I took a picture with her because we were the creepiest at this party. I will say I was the creepiest at the party, but she was close second. But she was scared out of her mind to even go near me, which made the picture better. Because she was the the frowned lip, the tears, and the tears didn't quite start making her makeup run. And she looked creepier than I did in that picture. I'll post it up on the website. Visit com, and you can take a look at it. Okay, so I got some things to go through today. Uh, as you probably know, Joe Biden is in Glasgow today, or he may not be. I don't know where he is. I, I really don't care. Okay, um, but he's in Glasgow doing some climate stuff. The world's falling, up, falling apart around us in the United States, and he's going to go handle climate. But meanwhile, um, the two of the three biggest producers, China, India, and Russia, um, they're not there. India's there, but he's not committed to anything. He won't say a word. China basically just flipped the bird. China and Russia both flipped the bird. Matter of fact, China gave gave the G20 some advice during this climate thing. He said that, hey, you know something? You should give more money to poor countries. And contrary to popular belief, China is considered a poor p- country, so he's basically saying, hey, give us money. Um, and then you guys can get poorer and less stable, and then we can... So, it, whatever, he's over there right now. He's making a complete ass out of himself. Uh, there are rumors are flying over there about him pooping his pants. Now, I'm not going to say much about him pooping his pants, because there are no confirmed reports that joe biden pooped his pants in front of the in front of the pope except that he was like an hour and a half late to another meeting he had so we're not going to talk about him pooping his pants but if you heard a rumor about him pooping his pants and him pooping his pants was all over twitter um just remember i'm not saying he pooped his pants allegedly Okay, so chances are he probably did poop his pants, but I will not push the rumor that he pooped his pants because he's a sitting president of the United States. And it would be disrespectful to say that. President, I'd call him President Poopy Pants or whatever, as a sitting president of the United States, I won't say the sitting president of the United States pooped his pants. But anyway, Joe Biden's doing other stupid things that we can talk about. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I don't see any other reason why I should believe anything other than Joe Biden is trying to give away America, the United States to Mexico, or he's just trying to change the United States into Mexico. I can't think of any other reason why he's doing what he's doing right now. There are thousands of potential illegal aliens, and I've heard it could be up to 20 to 30,000 Potentially illegal aliens that just busted through a police and military presence at the southern border in Mexico and started their walk across Mexico towards the United States. Now, there are some estimates that this past month, October, that there are going to be somewhere around 400,000 illegals that got caught at the border last month. I think that's probably a little high. I could be wrong. I think it's probably well over 200,000, which is basically in line for what's been happening in the United States for the last year. But um, that's a lot of illegals. And what's he doing? Well, old Joe is taking all these illegals that are turning themselves in and then releasing them into the interior to states where he's not telling the states that we're releasing all these illegal aliens. And then he's not giving them tickets to appear. He's not giving it not doing any monitoring. I mean it's really hard to sit back and say that this is a good thing. Now Biden knows that this is actually a problem for the American voter. And contrary to popular belief that the American voter um actually sees a lot more than he thinks we do. So he's acting like he's doing anything, but all I see him doing is screwing things up. So let's take a look. He's doing a couple of things. Now, you remember, back in 2019, about 100,000 illegal aliens were crossing the border and getting caught when Trump was president. Trump negotiated a deal with Mexico and implemented something called the Migrant Protection Protocols or Stay in Mexico, Mexico Policy. Now, essentially, it's used to discourage illegals from Central America to cross the border into Mexico and then go all the way up to the United States and cross the border into the United States. And it was used to discourage these illegal aliens from Central America from coming over. It followed international law because Mexico and the United States do share national laws that basically say if you're going to request asylum... You have to request it at the with the first country that you actually come into contact with. In this case, in South America or Central America, or let's say Honduras, you cross into Mexico. I think it's Honduras. It's I know it's Guatemala. Excuse me. If it's Guatemala, you cross into Mexico. That's the country you apply uh, for asylum. And United States would have nothing to do with you at that point because you crossed into Mexico and whatever. The Haitians, for example, the Haitians all found themselves in Colombia these haitians that tried to cross the border in October they crossed the border into central america well they didn't qualify for asylum because they already got asylum in Colombia so for them it's all over so all those haitians that are uh, that are crawling over yeah there's a military helicopter in case you hear that yeah it is really loud I hope it's not crashing anyway so as those asylums, as those asylum seekers try and cross into any country in South Amer- Central America, well, they can't they can't apply for asylum because they already have asylum. Um, so this worked. Uh, Donald Trump got Ill- illegal immigration down from 100,000 a month to about 30,000 a month. By the time he had finished, it went up when Joe Biden became president. Joe Biden, who hates Trump. So much decided to end the policy. An appellate court earlier this year stated that the Biden administration had to re-implement the law. Texas was being inundated with illegal aliens and this Texas appellate court judge said, listen, you got to turn this law back on. It was working fine before. Now you just, you turn it off and suddenly we're screwed. By the way, this is the big problem with implementing policies by executive order. If this was actually... Uh, done through Congress, and then signed by President Trump. This is there'd be no questions here, but because President everybody does everything by executive order today, it's 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 all a mess. Now Alejandro Mayorkas um, has decided that okay, we implemented this thing, but now we're going to get rid of the MPP. He said in a thirty-nine page account uh, um, report or what is it press release. Quote, after carefully considering the arguments, evidence, and perspectives presented by those who support re-implementation of MPP, those who support terminating the program, and those who have argued for continuing MPP in modified form, I have determined that MPP should be terminated. In reaching this conclusion, I recognize likely that MPP likely contributed to reduced migratory flows but it did so by imposing substantial and unjustifiable human costs on individuals who were exposed to harm while waiting in Mexico. He wrote, saying the policy, quote, fails to provide the fair process and humanitarian protections that all persons deserve, end quote. Um, No, that's not our problem. These people are trying to cross these deserts, and they're crossing these deserts. It's not our problem. It's not uh, uh, up to us to protect these people. These people are sending their children over. These people are not legal. They come over here, they take over our services. These people produce crime. They don't belong. What about the American citizen? Don't we deserve that? Well, this is going to go to the Supreme Court. There's absolutely no question about this. Mayorkas is basically going against an appellate court because he does have to do something with the court services. This can't be re-implemented because an appellate court said no. The Supreme Court was contacted about this and the Supreme Court said refused to hear it they said just apply to the lower court in this case. So this but this is going to have to go to court. It's probably going to be the Biden administration that's going to have to take it to court. So we're going to stay tuned on this one. I don't know what's going to end up happening. My my theory is that this MPP thing is probably going to be put back in line because um I bad news for Biden it worked. And If that isn't enough proof to show you that Americans are sitting here and say, people, please, we need we need Joe Biden doesn't hate Americans. Well, here's more proof that Joe Biden actually hates Americans. The Wall Street uh, Journal reported on Thursday that the Departments of Justice, Homeland Security and Health and Human Services are considering payments. Hold on to your balls of four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to each individual who crossed the border illegally and then were separated from family members. The payments can be up to $1 million per family. And the government is pointing back to the problem of separating people back in 2018. Now, I do want to point out a couple of things. Uh, One, we we separate people all the time. We separate criminals from their families all the time. That is why the families of illegal immigrants are separated. Because a child cannot be put in a jail cell with adults. That's the law. It's the actual law. It's not illegal. It was voted on. That is the law. I also want to say it's amazing that now we are paying illegal aliens to be inconvenienced when they cross the border according to the wall street journal the american civil liberties union there's a freaking shock which represents families in one of the lawsuits has identified about 5500 children separated at the border over the course of the trump administration citing figures provided by to it by the government, the number of families eligible under the potential settlement is expected to be smaller, the people said, as the government officials aren't sure how many will come forward. About 940 claims have been filed by the families, the people said. The total p- potential payout will be billion dollars or more. To give you an idea of how much money that is, Gold Star families and people who lost family members in 9-11 get insurance money of $400,000. And they're American citizens there. Now, I'm going to throw my two cents in here. I think this story is bunk and probably exaggerated. Though I believe the ACLU, which is just a communist organization and does everything it can do to undermine this country, probably is attempting to get this stuff. I think it's bunk, and there's no serious way the government is going to keep this hidden from the people. And that is will not go well in 2022 or 2024 elections. I think this was something that is being discussed, but will go nowhere in the long run. Even Joe Biden, when he was asked about it while he was in Rome, said he didn't know anything about it. He actually looked confused. Now, usually he looks confused anyway, but this time he looked actually more confused. But there are a couple of things this whole thing does show. That institutions like the ACLU... Are will F up the United States in any way they can. They're so anti-United States. I'm also tired of hearing people, by their very nature of being in this country, have rights. Illegal aliens do not have any rights. They do not fall under our laws. There are even laws in the books that basically say if an illegal alien commits a murder... Mexico would have the right to fight to take that person back. That never happens. Well, it has happened, but the United States basically blew through the middle finger at Mexico when they did this, when they put a -- I have to look up his name when they put a, a, a rapist and murderer to death. But that is part of the law. The Biden administration cares only, not about the American citizen. They don't give a damn about the American citizen. They don't give a damn about the legal resident. They only care about Central Americans and Mexicans coming into this country so they can create a new voting class. They don't even care about Latinos because the reality is when the Cubans wanted to come over to the United States, Alejandro Mayorkas said, don't come. You're, you're just going to be sent back to Cuba. You know why? Most Cubans vote Republican. Look at Florida. That's why Florida is actually red right now. And remember this. The $1.75 trillion reconciliation plan, which is down from $3.5 trillion, has a passage in it that will allow 10 million illegal aliens to get green cards and eventually become citizens. That is crap. And by the way, it's probably not going to get through. Um, uh, it's probably not going to get through the CBO. I don't think that's legal in a, a plan. But I, whatever Joe Biden is doing, he's wrecking this country, and I think it's fair to say he's doing it on purpose. I think it's fair to say that all this is being done on purpose, and it's to cajole. It's it's to cajole future voters. All right. Um. But you know something? I think everyone sees that because Joe Biden's approval numbers have taken a nosedive. And these these approval ratings are from NBC and they have to NBC and CBS, excuse me, and even Chuck Todd is saying this is really bad stuff. So here we go. I'm just going to let Chuck Todd tell you because it's delicious to hear a leftist sit there and complain about this.
1: Listen to him. Good Sunday morning. Happy Halloween. We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning that's filled with some scary news for the Democrats. The overarching message, Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just 22% of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71% say we're on the wrong track And that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42 percent versus 54 percent who disapprove. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory. 49 percent approving, 48 percent disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37 percent say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37 percent also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% 50% disagree with that description. What's more Republicans believe it or not have double digit leads in dealing with border security, inflation, crime, national security, the economy, and shockingly on getting things done. Oh,
0: oh that hurts. And you know Chuck Todd he, he he could not even spin this. He he did he kind of tried to spin it but you you realize he really just didn't have a way to spin spin this whole thing it was that bad it was really that bad so the poll found that republicans were trusted by a majority of people that's both democrats and republicans and independents on the following topics you heard them: border security republicans had a plus plus 27 percent lead Inflation, plus 24%. Crime, plus 22%. National security, plus 21%. Economy, plus 18%. Getting things done, plus 13%. And the reason I think getting things done is 13% is pretty much, um, what's his name? Biden has done everything he said he was going to do. Jack up the country. He said he was going to do They did. Good for him. And so, you know, only about 63% of the people think he's jacking things up. The Democrats had their advantages, and get this, climate change, which nobody cares about in this country. It's not even a top 10 argument with most people in the country. Abortion. Only Democrats think abortion is important. I think it's important to get rid of it, and no Democrat, no Republican is going to sit there and say abortion is something that that we need to fight for. The China virus, COVID. I don't even understand why that one's there. More people have died in 2021 thus far. We still have two months left in the year than died in 2020 under Trump. And education. And the funny thing about education, that's not what they're saying in Virginia. That Virginia race is not looking great. That's the one between um, Youngkin and McAuliffe. That's tomorrow. We're going to wait to see because if McAuliffe loses that race, and right now he's down by eight points, according to polls. I don't trust polls. And I don't trust Democrats, and Virginia is a blue state. But that's not good. So Joe Biden has a rather flippant um, response to this whole thing. Listen to him. And by the way, look, the polls are going to go up and down and up and down. They were high early, then they got medium, then went back up, and now they're low. Well, look, this is, uh, look, look at every other president. It's the same thing has happened, but that's not why I ran. I didn't run to determine how well I'm going to do in the polls. I ran to make sure that I followed through on what I said I would do as President of the United States. And I said that I would make sure that we were in a position where we dealt with climate change, where we moved in a direction that was significantly improved the prospects of American workers being to have good jobs and good pay. And further that, I would make sure that we dealt with the crisis that was caused by COVID. We've done all of those. We continue to do them, and we'll see what happens. But I'm not running because of the polls. Except his polls haven't been going up and down, up and down, up and down. His polls have been going consistently down since about March. So there there are no polls that are going up and down, up and down, up and down. Biden has a real problem that is going to bleed over into 2022 during the elections for the Congress. He has a very weak base. Unlike Obama or Trump, Um, Biden doesn't have a floor for these polls. He doesn't have a real strong base. They think his base is probably around 20%. Whereas if you look at Obama's base and Trump's base, their their base was about 40% of the country. So Trump was never going to go much below 38, 39%. Well, he's never going to go much below 40. I don't think he ever got into the 30s. Same with Obama. They had a very strong base. Biden doesn't that's why he's crashing out like he is right now this is going to make this is also going to make his build back better BS not give him a lot of pump in the polls if he finally does pass something I think he might pass something I think it's going to be extremely slim down I think a lot of the things that he's gonna put in it like a lot of the tax bases he's gonna put in there that's going to be really a lot lower than what he thought it was going to be Because here's the reality. A lot of people are not interested in the government spending more money and raising taxes everywhere. And then inflation really is not helping his credibility at all. So uh, we're going to have to see what's going to happen with them. These polls are terrible and they're just getting worse. They continue to go downward. Okay, in our last story, we're going to do something I haven't done in a long time. I'm going to read a, a op-ed to you and talk about it. Because here's the thing. This is the problem with the mainstream media. The reason I like to read these, and they really annoy me. That's usually why I don't like to read, the, read these alone, is because they're just really annoying. But I'm going to read a piece by Max Boot from the Washington Post. Now, Max Boot is a hor- horrible, horrible human being. He's one of those, quote, Republicans... End quote. He was never a Republican. Okay, very anti-Trump. Uh, but I think this is an important piece, because Booth tr- is doing what Democrats are doing, especially on CNN and MSNBC. They're seeing the. They're saying the reason that Democrats are good in, and Trump is bad is because they're trying to protect democracy and Trumpism. Now, we're going to talk about that, because I think that is the serious thing that comes in this piece. Now, the reason Boot is talking about this is he's trying to parallel Glenn Youngkin, who is running for governor in Virginia, with Donald Trump. And the reason he's trying to do that is Youngkin has taken a lead. Youngkin was down by 20 points at one point. And then this problem in Loudoun County, Virginia, with the girl getting raped by the gender-fluid kid happened, and then the school board covered it up. And then you had McAuliffe sit there and said the parents should have no say in their children's education. Yeah, that pretty much sealed the deal. And there was like a 30-point swing. Now Yunkin is actually kind of expected to win tomorrow. Now, again, I don't trust polls a lot, but I think Max Boot really does. So let's read some of this and, and go over what we're reading. So, quote... Imagine that you lived in Italy in 1922, German in 1933, Spain in 1936, Argentina in 1973, Russia in 2000, Venezuela in 2002, and Turkey in 2014, or any other country on the verge of losing its democracy to strongman rule. What would be the most important issue on your mind? Would it be what's taught in, school, in high schools, or the fate of democracy itself? Okay, uh, a couple of things. One, all of those countries are socialist countries, are socialist dictatorship countries. All of them. And what Mr. Boot doesn't quite understand is that's exactly what him and his party want to do, is make this country into a basically a socialist country. They call it democratic socialism. There's no such thing. But they want to make this country a socialist country. And I tell you what. The, the problem with those last three questions those three questions are not three separate questions those questions actually all work together but he wants to separate those questions like what my kids being taught in school will actually lead to where democracy is going to go so I worry about what the kids are learning in school because I worry about what democracy is going to be, uh, be like when these kids get out of school Okay, let's continue. I love the Washington Post articles, by the way, because they are shorter and I can get through an entire one in 10 minutes. Okay, here we go with boot. America may soon be in a precarious position. We don't have the luxury of moving on from events of January 6th to focus on ordinary issues as urged by so many Republicans, including Virginia gubernatorial nominee Glenn Youngkin. Democracy is on the ballot in Virginia and in every other state, between now and 2024. I'm going to talk about democracy a little later. Let's just not worry about democracy yet. Donald Trump was the first president in U.S. history who refused to accept the outcome of an election or mobilized an army of followers to invade Congress and tried to stop vote verification. certification. Today, he remains unrepentant. The Wall Street Journal has published a letter from him repeating lie after lie about the vote in Pennsylvania. I've got some bad news for boot and the left. Republicans, moderate Democrats, and independents have moved on from January 6th. It's only the leftists that continue to beat on January 6th. Leftists and Democrats who are afraid of losing their elections next year. And trust me, there are a lot of them that are afraid of losing their election next year. No one is paying us any attention to the January 6th commission. You may not have even known that it's still going on. It's not being covered. Even CNN and MSNBC are not covering him. Yes, Donald Trump complained about the election results, and he's right about a lot of it. That's the other problem. But he has not been president for 11 months. There was a peaceful transfer of power. All those, quote, lies, end quote, that the left keeps talking about are all looking a little less like lives. Nevada, Arizona... Pennsylvania and Georgia are all looking really iffy right now as far as the election results go. The politicians in Arizona want to decertify the election now. I don't agree with that, by the way. I don't think it's I think it's too late. If this was a corrupt election, wasn't the first, won't be the last. And this was based on an audit report that was released back in August. Pennsylvania just purged 100,000 voters from their voter rolls. Why wasn't that done before the election? So there are some things that the Washington Post is not reporting. And by the way, here's a newsflash. Yes, every Democrat leftist in the world has complained about losing an election. Al Gore whined about it in 2000. whoever ran, I think Kerry ran in 2004. He whined about it. Hillary Clinton whined about it in 2016. Stacey Abrams still thinks she's the freaking, um, she's the freaking governor of Georgia, even though she lost by 50,000 votes. I don't want to hear about how nobody complains about the election results. That's crap. Okay. So let's move on. Yet far from repudiating Trump as a key threat to democracy, the Republican Party is repudiating its few members who dared stand up to him. Representative Adam Kinzinger, Republican Illinois, announcement that he won't seek re-election made clear there is no room for patriots in today's GOP. Only Trump toadies are welcome. By the way, Adam Kinzinger is is a rhino. So Adam Kinzinger is not running again as representative because he was going to lose because of what he did do. Trump is so popular among Republicans that he would win the 2024 nomination in a cakewalk and could conceivably win the electoral vote too, particularly if Republicans see, succeed in throwing out the votes of states that do not support him as they tried to do in January. Again, um, we didn't throw out anything The whole vote was certified. That didn't happen. And by the way, do you know who contested the votes, the certification votes in 2016? Democrats. And more Democrats uh, complained about the certification of the vote in 2016 than it did in 2020. So none of this stuff is true. Again, it's making things up. That's what the news media does. Okay, so here we go. This is the big important part I want you to hear. If Trump does return to the White House, our democracy might be on its deathbed. Oh, oh, deathbed, ooh. Early in the first term, Trump was so ignorant of government that he often deferred to the adults in the room, e.g. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis and House and White House Chief of Staff John F. Kelly. But the longer Trump stayed in office, the more willing he became to... Began, uh, became to rid himself of anyone who stood his way. Now, he did the the adults in the room as a quote, like Trump had said that. I don't know who said the adults in the room. Trump always knew he was president. He didn't want to let anybody go. So I'm not sure what he's doing there. This Max Boot is a terrible writer. I should get a job. If it weren't for the fact I'd never get any of my crap published, I'd probably write for the uh, Washington Post. Anyway, continuing. A second Trump turn would undoubtedly begin the installation of cultists at every key agency, including the D- Defense Department, Intelligence Community, Justice Department, and FBI. Um, cultists, huh? In other words, conservatives. Because we don't believe you. We don't believe in what the left is throwing. And we're cultists. Okay, here it is. This is the big part. That is a terrifying prospect. Every candidate in this country, from dog catcher to senator, must therefore answer to his, to this fundamental question. Do you support or oppose Trump's efforts to destroy democracy? So this is an important point, and this is what I want to get through, and this is why I took this to the next level. Um, let's talk about Max Boot's democracy. He believes in killing babies through abortion. He believes in forcing people to get vaxxed and lose their jobs if they don't follow the vax mandates. He believes in forcing people, including children, to wear masks all the time, vaxxed or unvaxxed. He wants to outlaw certain speech and define it as hate speech. He wants to take away my ability to own a gun, but at the same time, get rid of the police who are there to supposedly protect me. He wants to steal our money through taxes. He wants us to stop flying and driving. He wants to end property rights. Nobody should own a house unless everybody can own a house. He wants me fired if I think that men can't be women. We are racist because we're white. He wants to eliminate our borders. He wants to eliminate the country the military and that's only a small list. So here's my thing. This is what I would say to Max Boot. Yes, that version of uh, that version of Max Boot's democracy, I want Trump to destroy. I want Trump never threaten my guns. Trump never he said I should say whatever I want to say. Trump said I should worship whatever God I want to worship. As long as I don't hurt anybody any other people, I should do exactly what the government wants us to do which is stated in the Constitution. So, yes, I want, I want his democracy destroyed. Max Booth's democracy is the threat. Okay, let's finish it up a little bit. This is a litmus test that Glenn Youngkin, who is running for Trump's support, has failed. When seeking the GOP nomination, he refused to say whether Biden won legitimately. Only after winning the nomination did he admit that the 2020 election was credibly fair, certifiably fair and it was, it was certified so it's certifiably fair but he keeps genuflecting to trumpian concerns about election integrity code words for the big lie even he even donated 1 million of his own money to a political action committee that supports republican candidates who echo trump's bogus claims of fraud you can split the difference on taxes or spending you can't split the difference on democracy as yunkin is trying to do yet yeah, no you can because here's the thing, the big problems are not Trump. This election in Virginia has nothing to do with Trump. Trump isn't even there. Trump has not had a um, has not had a, uh, a rally over in Virginia. That is that is the big lie yunkin has sat back and talked about education he's talked about taxes he's talked about mask mandates he's talked about vax mandates he's talked about critical race theory and something that ben shapiro pointed out today which i thought was a great idea he actually has embraced the culture instead of going out which trump has done which max boot is doing right here so none of this is true okay what would happen in 2024 if Trump again screamed fraud and demanded the Republicans appoint pro-Trump electors in states he lost? If Republicans gained control of Virginia's governorship and House of Delegates this year and of the state state of Senate in 2023, they could deliver the state for Trump no matter how it votes? Even if the legislature remains in Democratic hands, a Republican governor could create co- a constitutional crisis by refusing to sign the Certificate of Ascertainment, certifying the results. Youngkin refused to say in an interview if he would have certified the 2020 election. His campaign later claimed he would have. What would have happened again? Immobilize, what would happen if Trump again mobilizes fanatical followers to storm the U.S. Capitol? On January 6th, government, Governor Ralph Northam sent Virginia State uh, Blackface Northam or KKK knew them, know them. We can't figure out what uh, costume he was wearing. Sent Virginia State Troopers and the Virginia National Guard to help save the citadel of democracy. There is no reason to expect that Yunkin would risk Trump's wrath by acting to stop a future coup attempt. Um, here's here's what I gotta say about this little diatribe. What if I grew wings and a tail and could fly? What if my nose was five feet long instead of the half inch it is? What if I were six foot seven instead of the five foot six? I, This is what the left actually does. They're doing it with climate change. What if the United States is especially good at this? What if it we increase by five degrees by 2050? Well, yeah, that could be bad, but I mean, what if that doesn't happen? And, I, you know, I got to be honest with you, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing Trump mobilized anything. If you have any question that on January 6th Trump mobilized this mess in the in the uh, Capitol building, my suggestion to you is listen to his speech. He didn't mobilize anything. He sat there and said, go over there and, and and protest peacefully. He said that. Okay, let's take this bit ba- let's take this bad boy home. Yunkin doesn't like to talk about Trump. He wants Virginia voters to focus on the issues. Sorry, that won't cut it. Why? Isn't that what we need to worry about? Trump's no, oh, I'll get to it. Sorry, that won't cut it. Trump is the biggest issue in the country because he remains the de facto leader of the Republican Party and could again be the leader of the whole country. Uh, yet he's not he's not the leader of the country. He doesn't hold office. He held office for a lousy four years, unlike Joe Biden, who's been in office for 52 years now. Candidates such as Yunkin won't take a clear stance against Trump's war on democracy, on democracy are making clear that they are on the wrong side of the existential debate. That's going to be the word that I want eliminated from the English language is existential because it's used all the time. I mean, not everything is existential. This election is not existential. And by the way, Youngkin has not referenced Trump at all. He's only referenced policies. He's never had Trump over to to be at his rally, unlike uh, McAuliffe, who's had Obama, Kamala Harris, uh, uh, Biden... Stacey Abrams—he's had everybody from across the country come help, try and help him because he has fallen, and none of it's working. Just because Yunkin doesn't want to talk about Trump doesn't mean he fully supports or doesn't support Trump. But the fact is—is is it? Wouldn't it be worse if Yunkin actually talked about Trump constantly? I think it would be. Last last um, last paragraph. And if voters are focused on issues other than the fate of our democracy. They aren't paying attention. It is the height of arrogance to imagine that just because our democracy has survived more than 230 years, it's actually 245 years, but whatever. This guy doesn't know history anyway. It will last forever. It, if we take our democracy for granted by electing candidates who are willing to collaborate with authoritarians, we could easily lose our freedom as so many countries have in the past. Okay, so the only thing I've got to say is... I. I'm afraid it's people like Max Boot who are going to take away my freedoms. So, you know something? I would rather have a Trumpian in the White House telling me I can keep my guns, I can pray to my God. I can say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. Saying Happy Easter, I hope you guys have a great Easter, instead of Happy Holidays or Happy Spring Break or whatever they call it. Who... I can say bad things and I won't go to jail for it? Who won't weaponize the DOJ, which is what's happening now with the parents in, in against the school boards? So you know something? I don't want democracy anymore. Because Max Boot's democracy sucks. I want Trumpian tyranny. That's what I want. And I want it now. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Um, Tonight, I'll put up the website, and you can actually take a look at my creepy pictures. I hope you guys have a good time. Had a great Halloween. Take care. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass and Talking Politics.